Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're talking about the Loch Ness Monster. And just before we get into that though, if you enjoy this episode or any of our previous episodes, please feel free to like, subscribe, follow the podcast, depending on the platform you listen to podcasts on, we'll give you that option. We have a blog, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. There'll be a bunch of videos and some pictures uh, that relate to this podcast, so I'd recommend you go jump on there and take a look at the resources. And of course, if you ever want to reach out, feel free to email me at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. And just before we get into the episode, why don't we actually hear from some Scottish locals about what they've seen at Loch Ness? Well, on the 15th of June, 1965, I, along with a friend, William Fraser, the civil engineer, was on this very spot fishing for brown trout. Uh, just over there in Uchard Bay, I saw something that broke the surface and caught my eye. I would say it appeared to me to be a whale-like object, say 30 feet across the surface of the loch and about a metre high. comes up slowly. It wasn't quick, it was lumbering. Something, it was definitely something big, and the biggest part was under the water. Rose out of the water, black, wet, with the water rolling off it, and I yelled at my husband, stop, the beast. So I'm really excited, actually, to talk about the Loch Ness Monster in today's episode. It feels like the old days of doing this podcast. Actually, funny enough, it's quarter to two in the morning, which is kind of, you know, when I would normally record now. In this day and age, I like to actually record at a reasonable hour and not be up at these kind of hours anymore. But, you know, once you start reading and watching videos about everything we talk about here on this podcast, you just don't sleep. You stay up and you you get on, you know, these massive tangents and it just consumes you. And that's how I feel right now. I should have gone to bed already, but, but half an hour ago I had a massive moment of, wow, you know, I just have so many ideas in my head right now, so much going on. So, why not sit down and talk about the Loch Ness Monster like I've been planning to all week? This is something 
I think ever since I started this podcast, I thought I would talk about the Loch Ness Monster. And I think it's one thing that people will often ask me about, you know, once they find out I'm into conspiracies, the paranormal, cryptids, they'll kind of, you know, ask the usual, do you believe in aliens, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster? You kind of go, yeah, yeah, you know, throw them all in that uh, batch, all in that pile and sure, no, sure, believe in all of them, whatever. And I guess over this last kind of week of knowing that this episode was going to be made, I had to sort of reflect on whether or not I actually did or do believe that there is some large monster in Scotland and uh, not just in Scotland, which we're going to talk about as well, which is really interesting. But And I think I'm definitely open to it. There's definitely some evidence, I'd say. A lot of uh, there's also a lot of evidence not present as well in this discussion, but I think there's enough for it to still be relevant for me to make an episode about it. I think the way my search was kind of going at the start, I was thinking, is there enough here to potentially talk about it and you know get get you guys interested or you know to maybe go and do some more digging as well? Because I think yeah, there is. I think there definitely is. So, what is the Loch Ness monster? Okay, I'm sure a lot of us have heard about it. It's one of the older type cryptids getting around and it's definitely one that majority of the population are going to know about just because it's so iconic. That's the only reason you actually know about Loch Ness in Scotland is because of that monster. And hence the only reason that people go to Loch Ness is because of that monster. Loch Ness is a large deep freshwater loch, also known as a lake, in the Scottish Highlands. It's a large body of water. It is and it isn't. You think, I think when you think of the Loch Ness monster, you think how could people not find this massive creature, probably the size of a bus, or how could people not find this? But you actually do look at how big the lake is, and it is quite a significant amount of water. It's about 37 kilometres or 23 miles long. It's really narrow as well, which is something worth mentioning with the max width being about 2.7 kilometres or 1.7 miles. But it is really deep at some points, the deepest point being at 744 feet, which is 226 metres deep. And there's something worth mentioning as well, that the lock is extremely murky. You can't see that far down into the water, and even if you go underwater, it's extremely dark straight away. So if there is something down there, it's perfectly hidden. The earliest reported Loch Ness monster comes from the 6th century from St. Columbia. Now, St. Columbia was an Irish monk who was visiting Scotland at this time. He came across a man being buried on the shore of the loch and they asked what had happened here and that a local man was mauled to death by a water beast. And St. Columbia decided to go out into the loch and tell the beast not to do this anymore. He made the sign of a cross and told the beast to go no further. And the beast retreated back into the water and that was the end of that story. So it was the 6th century and apparently, you know, I suppose there would have been some sightings in between then, but it didn't really get exciting until 1933. It was George Spicer and his wife. They saw a creature or some sort of animal cross in front of their car and it then scurried into the lock and they claim it to be a large creature about four feet high and 25 feet in length and had quite wavy, it had like a wavy, narrow kind of body. 
the picture you kind of get from the description is almost like that traditional sea monster, that snake eel kind of looking thing. This was a sighting that really started to spark the interest in the creature. If you jump on Google and type in Loch Ness Monster, the photograph you're most likely going to see is the surgeon's photograph. And this is the photo of the dinosaur-looking creature with its head sticking out of the water. Pretty much the best photo, you could say, of the creature. Uh, but unfortunately, that is a hoax, and I'm sure majority of people know that that is a hoax. I think the thing that really gives it away is the size of the waves in the background of the creature, and even in the foreground as well. So it's quite clear to see that the size of the creature in the photo is obviously quite small, because otherwise the locks has some full-on waves going on that day, but um, just the scale of it doesn't really make sense. And the way they did that was with a, a model dinosaur and a toy submarine that they then submerged and then it gave the illusion of this monster. So this was the photo that really sparked the interest and then all of a sudden the reports began rolling in and locals started to see this creature and I think it probably goes in the way of people are seeing things and they automatically go that's what it was you know because it wasn't until like the 70s uh, that people started to think that this could have been a hoax and then it didn't really come out to like the mid sort of 90s that it was definitely proven that this was a hoax photo. So people are probably seeing this and going, that's what I've seen. And they can kind of confide in that and sort of relate to it and go, okay, well, if someone, if everyone else is seeing this, I can also now say that I've seen it too. Or people, you know, just mistaking logs and things. So there's kind of both arguments there why people might have started coming forward with more reports of the creature. Sonar readings of the lock have been really interesting. Majority of the time, people don't find a thing. You know, you get some fish and other sea life, nothing large. But even in 1954, there was a large object that kept pace with the vessel doing the sonar scanning. And it was at a depth of about 146 metres. And it was detected for about 800 metres following the boat. And even since then, there's been some really interesting large objects shown on sonar. I think it's interesting too when they will search that area again straight afterwards and the, the large mass isn't there anymore. So it is something obviously moving as well. So you might look at the pictures of the Loch Ness Monster, either what we know of being a hoax or potentially being real. And you can kind of say, that just looks like a dinosaur. So people automatically think, what if, what if this is a dinosaur from, you know, prehistoric times that may have gotten frozen in the Ice Age and I suppose somehow became unfrozen and was able to then live out its days in the lock? Or what if the lock is so deep and the ocean is so broad and so unexplored? Couldn't these creatures potentially have never died? You know, we just don't know about it. First of all, the creature that we're looking at couldn't be a dinosaur because dinosaurs are only land-based. So this would be some sort of prehistoric fish, you could say. And most likely, if we're talking about it in a prehistoric time, it would be known as a plesiosaur. A plesiosaur pretty much looks like a long-necked, large, wide-bodied creature with a long tail and fins. This is what has been described since those really early reports. So even before that hoaxed photo, this is kind of the creature that people had been seeing. So what if this was a prehistoric fish living in the loch? Could that be a possibility? People think not just because of the, the likelihood of something like that still being alive and us not having proof 
of that per se, and they think too the water would be too cold in Scotland for this creature to live in, and that the food supply wouldn't be enough to feed one of these creatures or potentially a whole family, because that's the thing too. If there's one of these, it's come from a mother and a father, so is there potentially a whole family of these creatures? It's not just one Nessie, you could say. There's a lot of other Loch Ness monsters. So if it's not a prehistoric creature, what is it? Is it something completely different? Is it going kind of back to the folklore concept of it is some sort of creature that we, it's its own thing that we just don't know of? Skeptics will say that it could be many different things. It could be from sharks, seals, eels, otters, pretty much any large-ish type creature that will swim in a body of water is, I suppose, more realistic and more likely than any other cryptid, you could say. So people definitely do conform to those ideas, but still a lot of those things being in the lock at certain times could also be kind of strange. And especially something like a seal, I think, I think um, obviously seals need to come up for air pretty regularly. You would assume if you were seeing a seal that uh, you'd probably be able to make that connection pretty fast, but I'm not sure. People obviously misidentify things all the time. This is the thing that really blows me away is that this isn't just an isolated incident. This doesn't just happen in Loch Ness in Scotland. All around the world, there are bodies of water that people claim to have seen these sea creatures. There is a lake called Lake Champlain, and Lake Champlain is known for having its own monster named Champ. And Champ comes from Native American folklore. And they believe when the lake was created that there was a monster, you could say, placed in the lake to protect it. There is a really great photo of Champ that was captured in 1977 by Sandra Manasi. And when you see this photo, it's an absolute trip. It literally is kind of based off, I suppose, that original hoax over in Scotland. But this photo has actually been proven to be 100% authentic. So there's been no manipulation to the photo whatsoever. What is in the photo is in the photo. Whether or not the creature that you see in the photo is real or not, that's another complete argument. But at least you know that that photo has not been hoaxed. It's from a woman who was on vacation. Her kids were actually swimming in the water and she was absolutely beside herself when she saw the creature, she took a photo and she realized that her kids were in the water with whatever that was. This photo is going to be on the blog post, so please go check it out. When I first saw this and when before I saw it, I was told that it was completely authentic. It's the real deal. And just seeing it, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I just, I'm looking at it right now and I'm just going, if that is real, like, holy shit. You know, it's exactly what you sort of picture one of these cryptids to look like. And, you know, there's very few points, I think, in uh, my research where I come across a picture and you're face-to-face with something you go, shit, if that's the real thing, wow. You know, you're just absolutely blown away. But I've been in that situation before and then I've discovered that the picture uh, or video I'm looking at turns out not to be real. So you can't get too excited. But I think it's definitely worth mentioning. And I think it's strange that this is happening in multiple places. 
And even though Scotland and Lake Champlain, which is a fresh body of water as well, like Loch Ness uh, in New York, Vermont, even though they're about 3,000 miles apart, once upon a time, you know, back in the day when everything was connected on the planet, these two bodies of water were really close together. So that kind of leaves a point of whatever this thing is, what if there were multiple and before, you know, the world became what it is today, what if these creatures both inhabited these places? So I think that's interesting when these places actually almost have connection at one point and we have evidence from people of seeing the same kind of creature in these places. I think it it really starts to get you thinking, you know, going into this, as I was saying, there's not a ton of evidence, but for these little glimpses, when the, I don't know, the dots start to connect and you go, holy shit, like there could be something here. I don't know though. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The thing that's really blown me away, and I've known about this for probably about a year now, but I didn't go and do a ton of research until really today where I said, all right, I got I to gotta know more about this. And I'd like to just say big thanks to the Jenner and Jillian podcast. I know a bunch of you guys who listen to my show also listen to theirs. And uh, Jenna mentioned this in one of their episodes about a year ago, and it really started to make me think back then of, wow, there could be more to this. And she's referring to the In Search of Aliens episode where they look at the mystery of Loch Ness. And it's a great little documentary, some really interesting points. It's probably the best documentary really getting away from your regular nuts and bolts tales of the Loch. You know, there's a lot of great 
people sitting at pubs, <laughs> the locals talking about what they've seen because the locals fucking stare at the lake their entire lives, you know. There's not, not a ton to do, I think, around those parts, so they, they, stare at the, they stare at the lock and drink a pint and remember the good, the good days. Um, so this is an interesting aspect and this is where they start to really draw those dots between Lake Champlain and the Loch Ness. And there's this whole interesting concept that both Lake Champlain and Loch Ness have a large amount of quartz, which are obviously minerals or crystals that have energy to them. You know, as we all know, people had use crystals for, for healing and positive energy. And I'm definitely one I'm definitely a person who believes in that. I don't necessarily follow that lifestyle by any means, but I think there is enough proof that these minerals and rocks, crystals do actually have some sort of power to them. And the thing with quartz is that under a lot of pressure, they can actually start to have a lot of electromagnetic properties to them. Has to be a lot of pressure, a lot of tension on these quartz. But have a listen to, in this documentary, The Mystery of Loch Ness in Search of Aliens, have a listen to this bit of audio. This man can explain it a lot better than I'm about to. Dr. John Brandenburg is a nationally renowned physicist whose theories about the planet Mars have rocked the scientific community. He wonders if the key to solving the mystery of the so-called Loch Ness Monster may be found by a close examination of the geography in and around the loch, particularly the area's high concentration of quartz. When you stress the quartz, enormous amount of electromagnetic field can be created. We know that the ultimate basis of space-time is electromagnetic. Mm -hmm. This is the basis for what's called the Casimir effect. We're surrounded with a sea of electromagnetic oscillations created by the quantum mechanics of the vacuum itself. The structure of space-time itself, including gravity, is due to this zero-point fluctuation. So are you suggesting that the potential for a temporary transversible wormhole actually exists? Hypothetically, yes, as proposed first by Kip Thorne of Caltech, the quartz is the secret. Time travel. I know, I'm reaching. We have enormous electromagnetic fields being generated. Okay. That means that we can create perhaps a traversable wormhole. So what we are seeing is creatures from the past in the present. So obviously what they're getting at here is the quartz being under so much pressure that uh, a extreme electromagnetic field can be created that can actually then open up some sort of wormhole. So we're not necessarily seeing a prehistoric creature in today's times. We're seeing something from the past, a wormhole where you could actually time travel. And then this is where they get into the whole concept of is that how extraterrestrials potentially use technology to get to us as they travel through these wormholes. They're not actually traveling through physical a physical distance to get somewhere. They're using the space-time continuum to actually arrive at a destination. I know, insane, right? It's an insane concept, but it kind of then makes sense to the point of why do people see it at some point so then they can scan the entire lake and not really find anything. It's because it's not there at that point. It could have once been there, but now isn't. Fucking insane, I know, but when you actually think about it, it's possible. It's a possibility, I think, you know. Um, going back to how deep 
the lockers as well. They believe that maybe there's underground tunnels and there's a cave where Nessie can hide out as well. So maybe there is a way in and out of the lock as well from underneath. Or there is a wormhole, a fucking wormhole. Like, oh, unbelievable, right? I know you're probably thinking, fuck this, turn it off. But I think it's it's so, it's it's. I think that's a great, I think it's great. I think that it gets me excited about this topic. I don't know. And it's the same thing over in Lake Champlain. They've scouted the whole lake and come up with nothing. Yet there's these clear images and reports from people. I don't know. I think from the reports and from the little bits of little bits of information we've kind of been able to prove to be legit evidence. There is definitely something more going on. Whether I think this is what you can kind of come to as well is might not be a prehistoric animal, might not be some sort of cryptid type creature. It might not be a seal, might not be an otter, but it appears that there's something large that people have witnessed that aren't just logs or what have you. There's at least something in some form that people have witnessed. It's, there's a perfect reason for why this still exists today. Tourism, right? It's like a $25 million industry for Loch Ness, uh, that whole monster concept, because sure, people might go and check out the lake, you know, uh, one your holiday, but I don't know, there's more likely, people are more likely to go when they think there's a monster. I was planning a UK holiday last year and it obviously didn't happen, but maybe next year now. And it's definitely a stop on my trip, you know, head to Scotland, get on one of those tour buses, buy a Nessie shirt, have a beer at the pub, look out at the the lake, talk to the locals, you know, it, that's that's the dream, you know, that's that's what we do. There's definitely reason for it to keep living on, but whether or not it started for a legitimate reason or it is just someone saw something and people went, oh, fuck, let's just continue on with this, you know. Look at Roswell, how they would generate all their money from one incident. So how do I feel about the Loch Ness Monster? I really hope that there is some sort of creature in the loch and all around the world as well, you know, there's tons of reports, tons of photos, videos, you know, there's just from everywhere, you know, I think there's more going on as always, you know, there's definitely more to the world than what we all perceive. You know, you have to have a bit of an open mind and seeing kind of is believing, but in this kind of case, we're probably never going to see one, you know. Take Steve Felton for a perfect example. He has literally given up his entire life of living comfortably. He had a job, he had a house, sold the house, lives on the lock in a caravan, makes little figurines of Nessie, sells them to make his living, and he sits there every day for more than 20 years and looks at the lock. In the first year, he saw something, and since then, nothing. He does that job so we don't have to. Bless him. Bless his soul. Seems like a great guy, but there's obviously something going on for these people to give their life to this, you know. I think that's worth that's worth something in itself. It's easy for people to sit there and go, ah, whatever. But regardless, this is literally people's bread and butter. This is their this is what they want, you know. They they want to live their life to find this creature, which is 
unbelievable. I think all all the power to these kind of people because it's I love it. It's really positive, I think. It's not doing any harm whatsoever. It's only positive. So I think on that note, we're going to wrap this up. So what do you guys think? Do you think the Loch Ness Monster is a thing? you think it's all a hoax? think it is definitely real? Did this podcast change your mind at all? I kind of hope so. Either, either way, if, if I kind of talk shit and you thought, oh, no, nah, nah, it's not real or maybe the other way because I think in the last week, especially in the last 24 hours, I've really kind of had this different change, like this different view and I've kind of just gone, yeah, okay, even more so. Yeah, let's believe it. Anyway, guys, let me know what you think of this podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to like, subscribe, follow, rate, depending on the platform you listen to your podcast on. I'm going to give you that is options. Jump onto the blog. If you actually listen to us on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating. It does actually really help. We have a Facebook page. Please jump on there. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it if you've made it this far. This has been Paranormal Thoughts on the Loch Ness Monster, and I'll catch you in another episode very soon. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.